Welcome to Mindfully Sovereign, the podcast that invites you to reclaim your feminine self-authority and unleash the abundance within. My name is Safa, I am your host, and I'm here to help guide you past your limiting beliefs and into the heart of your unwavering and undeniable power. This podcast is all about reclaiming your feminine self-authority, learning the art of self-seduction, and awakening your inner goddess so that you can become an aligned match to your most abundant life yet. So grab a cup of tea, get cozy and get ready to become mindfully sovereign well hello hello and welcome back to mindfully sovereign i hope you are having a wonderful day and i'm still beaming from our last conversation about the realm of radical accountability and today we get to take that conversation further by really moving into the realm of main character energy but maybe not main character energy the way that you're used to hearing about it more so coming from a place of feminine and self-reclamation and self-authority and sovereignty as with all things for this podcast. So one of the really important points and takeaways from last conversation about, well, conversations, plural, about ownership and accountability is the fact that we are not in charge for other people's emotions, decisions, thought processes, their actions, their views, their responses. And that can be a little hard for us to understand. It's actually really interesting because this is one of the topics that shows up most often when I'm working with clients or even in my own life or listening to friends or family members. And it's this really interesting dichotomy of on the one hand, we believe that we are really sort of inconsequential in a lot of ways due to trauma or because of programming that we haven't healed within our own minds or subconscious. And just due to the fact that we choose to show up from a place of I'm so small, I'm so meek, I'm so nice, I'm so kind. You know, it's more of a fawning response. It's like we get stuck in the fawn mode of survival within our subconscious minds. And yet, at the same time, so many of us walk around like we are the sole party responsible for other people's everything in our lives. So it's like on the one hand, we believe that we are not powerful enough. And yet we must believe somewhere in our minds that we are powerful enough to have some level of impact in the lives, the decisions and the actions and the viewpoints, the belief systems, the values of the people around us. It's so strange. And really when we don't ground this deeply within our sacral energy when we don't identify from a place of self-sovereignty in our lives with respect to who we are, our identities, our self-importance, our feminine self-authority, and the space that we get to take up freely in this world from a place of empowerment, we can get very lost along the way. And we're constantly getting mixed messages, not just internally, but from the outside world about this as well. On the one hand, we are told that we are powerful enough to affect change in our world so that we can manifest these wonderful lives that we have always dreamed of. And so many of our stories tell this old tale of the person that came in to save the other person by changing them, by helping them transform, by somehow being that 
manic pixie dream girl type person who just shows up and just by virtue of them being flawed and nuanced and magical and imperfect, the other person suddenly just decides that they're going to change their mind. So it's like we're getting the message that we have the power to transform our lives and the lives of other people around us. And yet at the same time, we know that we really don't hold the power to do that. And we very often show up to our lives from a place of, I can't, I can't. It's too difficult, it's too challenging, I'm scared I'm going to fail. If I try, I might discover that I'm just a fraud, people will find me out. There are so many little pieces of the puzzle that are intricately woven into this arena of self-belief in your own power. And so one of the things that I always tell my clients is you are at once all powerful and not powerful enough to operate outside of your own ecosystem. In other words, no matter how magnificent you are at manifesting, and I really believe that you are magnificent at that and creating your own reality, it is still not within the scope of your own internal power to affect change, manipulate, transform, or somehow turn upside down the will, the belief systems, the internal operating patterns, or the being of someone outside of yourself. And recognizing that, especially under the follow-up conversations of what we've been discussing in terms of sovereignty and ownership and accountability is incredibly powerful in your day-to-day life just for how you get to choose to show up for your interactions and in your relationships from a true place of strength and presence and devotion versus coming from a place of gripping and smothering and trying to control or bend or even allowing yourself to be walked all over and giving your power away to someone outside of you just because you're afraid that they're not going to like you, that they're going to think differently of you, that they're going to judge you, or because you're holding on to the hope that you were going to be the one person that was going to be able to change them somehow, that you were going to magically wave your wand and all of the things that they had shown as evidence per their own flawed character were simply going to melt away and disappear. I see this so much in the dating arena and I see it reflected in story form and I see it when I talk to people who are either in the middle of or walking away from toxic relationships. I felt it myself. And it's this narrative that just goes to the heart of, number one, oh, but you just don't know them the way that I know them. They're only like this when they're around me and they don't show you their true colors. When what's really going on is they're actually pulling the wool over your eyes and showing their true colors to everybody else, if they're even doing that, because very likely they're wearing masks just everywhere. And number two, this like, this like impulse of being, I'm going to be the one to break the wheel. I'm going to be the one that's going to go in there and endgame this. They're going to change because of me. And so of course we get caught up in these patterns within those relationships that are incredibly toxic and they're very addictive. They're also very destabilizing and they leave you feeling like 
there absolutely must be something wrong with you because you were trying so hard and you believed so firmly that you could be the reason for the change and it hasn't happened. So clearly it's because of you, right? There must be something wrong internally with you, some sort of ick factor, some sort of lacking quality or something that is somehow keeping you from getting this person to fully change and transform into the person that you know that they are because you believe in their potential. I don't know if you felt that in your body, but as soon as I said it, every single cell, every single muscle, everything just clamped up and tensed up because it is so completely far out of alignment and truth that it just, it's an upheaval. It's an internal upheaval, even on a somatic level, so to speak. So I want you to think about that for a moment, because if that has been your pattern, if you have been approaching your relationships, whether it is romantic or in friendships or even in your family systems from a place of somehow I am going to be the one to change this person, you're also walking around with the energetic field of everything that goes wrong in this person's life is somehow my fault. And the fact that they are failing or the fact that they are not changing or the fact that they keep hurting me or other people is my fault. It's my doing. And that is incredibly damaging to your nervous system, to your mind, to your heart, to your soul, to your body. It is just not something that you deserve. It isn't something that is in true proper alignment with the wonderful, amazing creature that you are and you deserve better which you're probably going to hear me say a lot throughout today's episode. So that is the one side of it. The other side of this situation is that if you really truly believe somehow inconsistently within this weird dichotomy, this weird reality in your mind that you are all-powerful, but not powerful enough, then it's very likely that you've also been entering into relationships with this energetic field and within this like space of trying to fit yourself into a very particular mold because what you don't want is for the other person to see you and either be disappointed in you or get angry with you or see you in an unflattering light. And so what happens in that arena is you're less likely to set proper boundaries for yourself. You're more likely to stay in a situation that is dangerous or toxic or depleting. You're very likely entering into conversations with yourself without even recognizing that you're doing this. It's a very unconscious process of betraying your values, your morals, your ethics, your integrity, your sense of self, and putting it all on the line just so that the other person doesn't perceive you a certain way. When the reality is that you could try to be the most perfect example of the desired person that they want to have in their lives and theoretically, quote unquote, succeed, and they would still not see you the way that you want them to see you. You cannot make another person change their minds about you. 
If their mind is made up, if they choose to see you a certain way, if they've determined that you are the worst person in this world or that you can only carry out a certain role in their lives or that you messed up once and so from here on out you are going to be this entitled bitch and they're only going to relate to you that way, I promise you there is no amount of groveling, there is no amount of pleading, there is no amount of bending yourself over backwards or turning yourself into a pretzel or de-glorifying yourself or re-changing yourself to constitute their ideal person that is actually going to affect how they see you. Again, you are all powerful within your own ecosystem, your own world, your reality, your strengths, your everything that you are creating, and you are not powerful enough to do that. If the person is deciding that they are going to be a shit person for the rest of your life, you could be Mother Teresa. You could turn into a freaking angel right in front of them and they are still not going to change. You do not have that power over people. And importantly, you do not have that responsibility either. It isn't up to you to fix everybody in your life. It's not up to you to be the savior. It's not up to you to be the one that is going to be patching everybody up and making sure that they're okay. It's not up to you to become the person that everyone in your world wants you to be. That is the place where you will lose yourself most consistently and most thoroughly in your life. And a lot of times we do this in ways that we don't even notice and are not so obvious, like with our children or our family members. It's interesting because I have conversations with my family members who have children or my clients who have children. And one of the things that I see most often show up is this idea of I don't actually want to deepen the intimacy with my child by creating boundaries or holding them accountable or showing up as myself instead of just as the caricature of the mom. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way, so please don't come at me. All for the sake of making sure that your child doesn't see you as the evil stepmother from all of the Disney movies or that they actually see you as this really cool person or that they see you however you want them to see you. The truth is your child is going to see you how they are going to see you no matter what. And their experience of you is going to be their experience of you. Now, of course, if you are a person of high integrity, if you show up from a place of power, if you lean into your sovereignty, if you love unconditionally, if you are kind, if you listen, if you hold them in safe space, that is going to have an effect in your relationship with them and they are still going to see you how they are going to see you. You cannot manipulate, control, or affect that from an external place. And so it's very important for you to date yourself, love yourself, seduce yourself, get to know yourself well enough to know who you are. And you are going to change from moment to moment, year to year, month to month, season to season. Sometimes you feel like a different person, even just one day to the next. And it's good for you to know who you are as the main character of your story, because you really are. And that's the thing with other people around you too. So maybe this will help you understand this a little bit better. You are the only person in your world who can see things the way that you see them. It doesn't matter if you've got a twin sibling or if you grew up in the same household as five others, each one of you is going to see things 
from your own individual point of view. You could have had the same parents, the same experience, listened to the same music, listened to the same lectures, watched the same TV show, gone to the same movie, and you're still going to have a very different experience from everyone else outside of you. The only person who knows and who can understand where you are at in this point of time and how you are understanding everything in your life is you. You are ultimately the main character. So if when you hear the words main character, you get all squirmy inside because you feel like, oh, I don't know, that seems like a little too conceited or it seems like I'm just trying to be too self-important but in the negative kind of things or it feels like that's very selfish and I shouldn't do that because I was brought up to believe that if I cared for myself that that was selfish instead of self-caring or self-loving and it makes me want to crawl out of my skin and hide under a rock, I get it because I was brought up that way too and it isn't what I am saying and the distinction is incredibly important because it's going to change your entire outlook of life. I'm not telling you to be selfish or self-centered or to only care about yourself. That would be ridiculous and we are not in the process of creating narcissistic people. That isn't what I am talking about. But what I'm saying is becoming important enough to yourself in your life where you understand what is going on with you internally is really, really pivotal for how you show up for yourself in this world and understanding that only you have walked in your shoes through this world will also give you an understanding about what I mean when I say there is nothing that you can do to make the other person see things differently. They can only ever come at life from their own perspective. So can you. This is also important to help us keep our boundaries in place and develop healthy relationships with the people in our lives because when things get a little sticky, when there is a disagreement or when each person has some sort of activated internal system part, when their traumas have been triggered, when something is showing up for them or even for you that is not completely steadfast or in a state of homeostasis, recognizing this one thing can make the biggest difference between falling into the trap of enabling and depleting yourself or holding understanding and love and unconditional love without exploiting yourself or your values or your boundaries or anything that revolves around the systems that you have in place to have a healthy, productive, amazing life. And it'll give you the ability to have compassion and tap into forgiveness, but not a forgiveness that is like forced upon you, rather a forgiveness that allows for the space of growth within your own ecosystem to exist there. So these are all very important distinctions. And I'll give you just a very small example of what I mean by all of that. Say, for example, that you are having a somewhat heated discussion or a disagreement with someone in your family or just your friends or even your loved one, like some your partner, the one that you're in a relationship with. And they're saying something that just sits so wrong within you that you just feel that anger pouring forth from every pore of your body. You're about getting ready to start mentally judging them and berating them internally and being like they're so selfish, they're so stubborn, they're so anything that you want to insert into that moment of like heated emotion. 
If you are able to hold your own power, your own ecosystem, your own emotional intelligence, your sense of self-authority, and your own ownership strong through that dynamic, and maybe even say, hey, let's come back to this. I need a moment to process all of this. We, we can chat about it tomorrow or when we've had some downtime. Or maybe even choosing not to argue because it isn't productive. There are so many different ways that this can go, right? But if you are in your power at that time, what you can do is take the time to process and observe. And you may know, for example, that this person is someone whose love language is acts of uh, giving. And so you understand that to them, this is really important and showing up in a particular way that may be triggering for you is sustaining their own internal nervous system. And while that is not your responsibility, you can, however, be aware of that and then choose how you are going to show up for yourself from that point on. You can still say, hey, this doesn't track, it doesn't feel right, let's address it. And you can still hold compassion for them or say, for example, that this person just lives in fear, constant fear that they're going to get taken advantage of, you know, by the butcher at the shop or the person that's selling them the car or whomever. And they've said something to you that raises your defenses because you feel like in effect they are accusing you of taking advantage of them and you know that you're not that person okay so you're able to land within your own realm of self-sovereignty take a pause and then acknowledge internally okay this isn't my responsibility but i can see this is the space where they are operating from it isn't up to me to fix it it's not up to me to point it out to them it is however up to me to choose who I get to be in this situation and what the conversation gets to be like, what my new boundary is going to be around this, what my heart gets to express about this situation. Because at the end of the day, I am the main character in my own story. They are the main character in their own story. I'm not responsible for their actions. I don't get to hop in there and influence them or transform them or make them equal to mine. I get to witness and I get to operate within my own set of tools that I've garnered over years of self-study and self-awareness and self-inquiry and show up from this space knowing that this. So knowing that they live in permanent fear of this, I can show up with compassion. We can still talk about this. I can still address the fact that it was wrong for the accus accusation to show up. I can hold space for a grown, heartfelt conversation and delineate my yes and no, I'm not going to allow this in my space and still not make myself responsible for them and still hold them with compassion and unconditional love. Do you see what I mean? Like we can do these things all at once. You've heard me say before that I'm a firm believer in feminine energetics and just how they play, the role that they play in our lives. And to me, one of the most beautiful quintessential parts of feminine energy is that it has the capacity to both gift and receive. So the feminine energy lives in this realm of yes and. It isn't one realm of things have to be exactly this way. They're so rigid. There's no room for nuance. There's no room for maybe or possibility. Everything has to be exactly the way that I want it to be, when I want it to be, the way that I want it to be, or else everybody else is going to get the hell out of my way because I'm going to chop their heads off. It isn't that. And so in our lives, we get the opportunity to hold the yes 
and yes, I can stand firm in my boundaries. Yes, I can own my self-sovereignty. Yes, I can define this action as such and without bending over backwards to please you or without making myself smaller or insignificant because I feel like you are judging me and it makes me uncomfortable to feel the judgment of other people or to feel like I have displeased them, I am still going to show up. And again, without enabling, I'm going to say, I know where you're coming from. I see you. I hold you. I love you. And we are still going to define this boundary as such. We are still going to show up to this conversation from this space. Let's move and grow. And that is what deepens intimacy. It isn't about walking on eggshells. Believe me, I have done that so many times in so many ways in so many areas of my life. And oh my gosh, it is so incredibly depleting. Do not do that to yourself. Do not walk on eggshells with people. If you feel like you are doing this, you want to really examine what is going on internally with your idea of your main character energy in that relationship. You want to think about what this relationship is bringing up, the role that you play in that relationship and how you want to show up for it. If you want to continue to show up for it or not, you have the right to look at these things. And it's important, especially like I said, if your body or your mind or your spirit or any part of you is feeling so ill at ease that you feel like you're walking on eggshells, that's the time to become really crystal clear about what is going on. And at some point, Maybe, and this isn't an all or nothing type situation. Again, it's a yes and. Maybe this is a place where you need to let go of that relationship or maybe it's just somewhere where you really want to learn how to grow that in a different way and you go to counseling or something, right? But you want to take a look at those relationships and those interactions and remember that you do not have to walk on eggshells within the parameters of a healthy, aligned, thriving, steady, respectful, loving relationship in which you are being fully seen, held, supported, understood, and even challenged, but in a positive way. So that's what I mean by this main character energy is such a powerful driving tool. It's such a powerful anchor for your own sovereignty in your own life. It also allows you to have relationships with people in a way that doesn't feel like you're parentizing them talking down to them, trying to control them, trying to make them or mold them in your image or vice versa, allowing them to parentize you or mold you or trying to shape you into their own image. It allows for relationships where you can take people at face value and understand that sometimes the situation that is showing up has nothing to do with you. And it has everything to do with their own unhealed patterns, the way that they choose to see the world, their own understanding of a situation. And that can be difficult to sit with. And again, please understand, I am not saying that it is up to you to then throw yourself on the floor and allow everyone to walk all over you because that is ridiculous. And unfortunately, that is what we do tend to do a lot of the time. But I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying it gives you the room to breathe and to see things from their perspective to understand and to still 
hold your power. This also does not mean, by the way, that you have to be therapizing everyone that you meet. So don't think, oh, I wonder what it is in their past that is, you know, what their trauma is, that they're acting the way that they're acting. Maybe I should psychoanalyze them. That is not your job. Please do not do that to the people in your life. You're not there to fix them. You're not there to piece things together for them. You're not there to figure out what is quote unquote wrong with them. Look, just mind your own business, mind your main character energy, focus on your own damn script and stay off of that side so that you don't make the whole thing about you. Again, you are all powerful, but you are not that powerful or not that kind of powerful, I should say. This is also really challenging for us to sit with because a lot of times, speaking of the therapizing the other person element, is we do want to know what is behind this. We're like, I don't understand why they are refusing to see me for who I am. I want to know why. And the thing is, is it's none of your business. You don't need to know what's behind the other person's thoughts, their opinions, their perceptions, their judgments, or their preconceived notions. You don't. It's it's literally none of your business. Not unless they're choosing to make it your business by telling you something. But really and truly do not torture yourself by sitting there for hours trying to figure out why they don't understand you, why they're choosing to be angry with you. You're not going to get to the bottom of that. And again, it's none of your business and it isn't going to change anything. It isn't up to you to change that. Act from a place of power, not from a place of making excuses for them or enabling or even dismissing yourself, which is where this whole idea of I need to know what they're thinking about me, I want to change it, that all of that ties to that. Remember that you are the sovereign of your life. Act like it. It's up to you to decide who you are going to be and how you show up in your life on a daily basis. What is your interaction going to be with the world around you? Are you going to be at the effect and forever be the internal victim? Are you going to show up from a place of kind awareness and self-authority? Are you going to stand deeply rooted in your own integrity, be about your word, and stand up for yourself to the degree that it is needed to match the energy that you are being presented with? Are you going to hold yourself and the other person with accountability? Are you going to land within your own realm of ownership or... Are you going to be at the effect of and is your entire day going to be bound to how that person decides that they are going to treat you that day or what they choose to say about you even if you know that it's not true? What is this realm of yours going to be like on a daily basis? Is it going to be thriving and abundant and filled with beauty and um, just like orgasmic living or... Is it going to be plagued by what other people say, think, and do so much so that you are no longer deeply embedded in your own space, but constantly looking at what other people are doing and giving them free passes consistently because you don't want to be seen a certain way or because you don't want to lose them or because you don't want to be alone? Let me tell you something. I have been the person that has been surrounded by people and still felt completely, miserably, debilitatingly alone and lonely. And there is literally nothing worse on this entire planet because at the end of the day, 
That's where I knew I was betraying myself. That is the hardest, most difficult pain to endure is the self-betrayal. So if your fear is that if you show up for yourself, you're going to lose everyone in your life, then those people did not deserve a seat at the table with you. The people that are going to want to be in the act of creation and living this life, being about and of and through this life with you, are going to show up with you and co-create something beautiful, understanding that they themselves are also the main character in their own story. Because remember, at the end of the day, that's really and truly how your human mind is going to be able to see this world. It doesn't matter. You're never going to be able to see the world through my eyes. Not really. You can empathize, you can sympathize, yes, but not really. You're never going to be able to understand every dot and every coma or every sentence or you just no. So remember, the person that the people that are going to get to do this life get to, by the way, because it is a beautiful privilege that you grant people when you bring them into your world. And the people that get to do this life with you can join you from a place of consistency and safe space and awareness and deep emotional intelligence and grow with you even through the difficult times while recognizing they are not going to change you because look at it that way too you wouldn't want other people to change you or try to change you consistently that would feel so icky right So the same way, it goes the same both ways. They wouldn't want to change you. They want to show up with you and they want to be there without judging you, just loving you and being there for you and holding you accountable because they hold themselves accountable. And then together, all of you can hold accountability within your own systems and with each other constantly and consistently, thereby growing your intimacy, building deeper respect with and for one another, and creating relationships that feel like a breath of fresh air instead of making you feel like you have to walk on eggshells all the time. And then I want you to imagine what that would look like, what that would feel like in your world. If you really showed up for yourself from this place of strength rather than trying to change everything rather than worrying all the time about what everybody's going to think about you if you showed up with true main character energy and I'm not talking egoism I'm not talking selfishness I'm talking true self self-care self-importance self-authority what would that be like in your life what would change what relationships would still be around and what relationships would not because i have a feeling that you already know that and you're moving away from it because you're afraid where in your life would you find more depth where would you be able to savor conversations more where would you be challenged to step up to the plate and set boundaries or to say hey this hurt me or to have the the difficult conversations that are very important in your life. What would that all look like? What would it change? And then sit down for a moment and then just journal out what your main character story is. Think about it. As a main character, my perception of this world is this. I believe this to be true. I believe this to be important. I believe this to be a non-negotiable Sorry, (laughs) non-negotiable. Welcome to Monday Brain. 
I know in my heart that this is important to me because of this. I know that this is a trigger of mine and it is my responsibility to show up for myself when it shows up. And one way that I can do that is this. I know that I'm betraying myself when I act like this. I know that I don't recognize myself when I'm around these people or in this environment or when I say or do. Do you see what I mean? Get super curious about what that narrative of being the main character in your life would be like and then think about how that would change your interactions with people. What would it be like if you were no longer in the business of taking everything onto your own shoulders? What if you really truly believed that you are powerful beyond all imagining and also not powerful that way? What would that be like? And so I would love to hear everything that you discover when you go on this self-inquiry, on this date with yourself. Make it extra romantic if you want to. I really do like whenever I'm doing introspective work and shadow work, and even when I'm working with my clients, I will tell them all the time, literally physically take yourself out on a date somewhere fancy, where there's candles, where there's champagne, wine and dine yourself, and then ask the questions and see how different the experience is. Because this doesn't have to be heavy and filled with tears all the time. And that's fine if tears do come forth or if anger does or if whatever emotion shows up, shows up. But it doesn't have to be this like, ugh, this chore that I'm doing and it's awful and I hate it. And whenever I do it, I get depressed for like a month and then I can't get out of the funk. It doesn't have to be that way. It gets to be playful. It gets to be delicious. It gets to be something that invites you to go deeper, to learn yourself more. It's something that allows you to become self-seductive because what you're doing is kind of the same thing you do at the beginning of of a courtship with someone. The reason the beginning of a, well, not the only one, but one of the reasons why the beginning of a courtship is always so steamy is because you're getting to know everything you possibly can about that person. You want to know their quirks, what they like, what they don't like, what turns them on, what turns them off. You really get so incredibly invested and intrigued, even in the things that are mysterious. You just like are so deeply in there that you are all about that person. I want you to be all about you. Make this life all about you. I want you salivating to get to know yourself that deeply. This is the level of conversation that you get to have with yourself when you are at a true level of high mindful sovereignty. And so I will leave you with that. I uh, I just, I want to hear all of your experiences. I love when you email. I love when you join me on the Q&A. Whatever it is that you want to do, I am all here for it. Let me know what you discover. And if you do want to join me to deepen this conversation, if something wasn't clear, if you have questions, if you just want to bring something different up, or if you have an insight that you want to share, I will be live on my Instagram on Friday. And the account is at Your Soulful Goddess. You can also email me info at Your Soulful Goddess. Or you can hop onto my website, YourSoulfulGoddess.com. And if you just have been about the work of self-care, self-love, self-integration for so long and you're ready to take it deeper and you want a mentor that's going to be able to walk side by side with you and witness your greatness, then I'm here for you too. I have spots open for my one-on-one still and different activations that we can walk you through. So I am here for you. I am so excited to find out what it is that you discover along the way. And as always, really and truly, thank you so much for sharing this sacred space with me today. 
make time to place yourself at the center of that throne, wear that crown and act from a place of mindful sovereignty in your life. And I will talk to you on the next episode.